The Shorter Catechism this week is number 77. What is required in the Ninth Commandment? The answer is, the Ninth Commandment requireth the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man, and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness-bearing. Now, the especially in witness-bearing reminds us that there are particular people who have a duty uh, to speak the truth. There are many times where it's not our place to speak the truth. The scripture tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. There are many times where the truth is to be spoken by someone in authority, such as in the public worship. Uh, And there are times when someone who is in authority over you has a right to the truth from you, or you have a duty to give the truth to them. Uh, But often, uh, one of the ways that we maintain or promote the truth between man and man is by not speaking at all. Sometimes you'll hear people talk about something called the righteous lie, which of course is a fiction invented by the devil because the Bible tells us that the devil is the father of lying and that God cannot lie, whereas God does kill, doesn't he? Uh, So where we see not all killing is murder, uh, but all lying is sin. Uh, There is no right uh, time to tell an untruth. But there are right times not to give an answer at all. Uh, And we have the Lord Jesus as our great example of that. There are many times that those who are not in authority over him and do not have a right to uh, retrieve the truth from him, uh, ask him things and he remains silent. Uh, And then there are other times that those who are in authority over him ask him and he answers. Uh, But... The maintaining and promoting of truth is something that God himself has ordained to do, and he has given each of us our place in it. Uh, One day, we hope each of you will be a parent, a godly mother, or a godly father, and you will have a duty to tell the truth to your children. Well, in places where it is our duty to tell the truth, uh, even sometimes not when we're in authority, for instance, if you see your brother trapped in a sin, Uh, Matthew 18 or uh, Galatians 6 verse 1, you have a uh, duty to your brother to tell him the truth about himself and his sin and what it is before God. Uh, But wherever it is our uh, duty to tell the truth, we are to tell the truth uh, from the heart. We're to tell the truth sincerely. We're to tell the truth clearly. We're to tell the truth fully. And there are times Uh, where you tell the truth to someone and their own falsehood in their heart and their false view of things uh, will uh, be what deceives them. Uh, And one of the um, uh, Bible instances of that uh, that comes to mind is uh, Jehu saying that he has a great sacrifice for Baal. Another example from church history is when the Nazis came in and they asked the Ten Boom family where were the Jews that they were hiding. And they actually had the Jews hiding in a trap door under the table. And they could have just answered nothing. That's one of the places in which someone is illegitimately demanding information and you don't have to give it to them. But they answered, they are under the table. And God gave them to be 
deceived by their pride and their arrogance, and they laughed at them, uh, in part because they were so much enjoying having wicked power over those who were before them. And so God gave them over uh, to missing the truth that was spoken because of the pride in their own hearts. It is not our job to make someone able to believe the truth. Uh, And sometimes we may tell the truth uh, and the Lord may hide uh, the, uh, the truth that is in what is spoken from someone by means of their sin by means of their dullness. Uh, This, of course, often happens in preaching where that which is accurate is spoken, and either it will be misunderstood or understood but not believed uh, by those who hear. Uh, And that is one of the dreadful consequences of sin, that it hardens the heart. And so there uh, there are duties in the Ninth Commandment that relate to the telling of truth. And then there are duties in the ninth commandment that uh, that relates to the hearing uh, of truth. And this especially is going to get us into the second part of our answer there. The ninth commandment requires the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man and the maintaining and promoting of and of our own and our neighbor's good name. That we are to maintain and promote our own good name and our neighbor's good name. Now there are many things about us that are not good. Uh, And whether it's with us or our neighbor, uh, having a right heart towards the uh, infirmities, uh, the bad qualities of ourselves and our neighbors uh, does uh, help us uh, in this. Because especially now thinking about our neighbor, if we sorrow for him uh, over the evil that is in him or the weakness that is in him, and we sympathize with him and we desire for its removal. Uh, We desire also for the removal of the dishonor that might come to him through it. Uh, And so we speak to God of it, uh, and we have a sympathetic heart, but we don't speak to others. Uh, We don't give an ill report. There will be times where, as a matter of justice or a matter of just authority, requiring it from us again in witness-bearing, we must tell the truth about them. Uh, but even scripture tells us uh, to go speak to our neighbor, not to go speak to others about uh, our neighbor. Uh, and so uh, there is both the reluctance to speak any ill uh, of someone else, and then there is the unwillingness to hear uh, that which is ill about them. Uh, this is something that we can practice when we think about our conversations both in the negative, the reluctance to receive a good, uh, the reluctance to receive a bad report, the refusal to hear talebearing or gossip or slander, uh, to refusal to listen to someone saying negative things about someone else, uh, and even just saying you know, that's gossip, and my Lord doesn't allow me to listen to it, uh, and what a rebuke that is. Uh, to someone who was sharing their juicy bit of information. Uh, But we can also help ourselves by practicing positively uh, and giving a good report, uh, being quick to speak of the graces that others have and of the good qualities that they have, Uh, to give thanks to God for the good that he has done to and in and through uh, others, and to be ready and eager to hear others say, 
good things uh, about our neighbor. Uh, so readiness to receive a good report uh, about them and to have, uh, I know this is a uh, a buzzword and we don't like to use them, but to have a culture uh, or an established and increasing habit with one another of speaking well of one another and being glad to hear uh, uh, that which is good uh, about one another. Uh, and so there's uh, the the duty for maintaining and promoting the truth, which is very important. First of all, it honors God. Sec- second of all, his truth is the means by which he brings people to faith. His truth is the means by which he makes believers more holy. His truth is the means by which he makes us wise unto salvation. That's all the truth of his word, uh, but also... Uh, the truth about his world is necessary uh, for a right view of him and of ourselves and so forth. So there's that maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man that is required and that is God-honoring and beneficial to us. And then the maintaining and promoting of our own and our neighbor's good name, which is God-honoring and is beneficial to our neighbor and to us. And then finally, uh, this last part of the answer especially in witness-bearing. Now, God himself is the great witness. Uh, all of his creating tells something about himself. His creating man in his image makes a particular picture uh, of himself. He is the one who invented words to communicate to us uh, and uh, even used them first to create before we existed so that we might see and know um, the power of words and the privilege of being ones who use them. Uh, But the great testimony that God has given of himself is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son who is eternally begotten of the Father, uh, became a man. The Word became flesh. We beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And so there's something about witness-bearing that is very, very precious and important and significant in how it connects to God himself being the great witness, uh, and giving his son as a witness of himself and a witness to his desire for and his carrying out the desire of salvation. Uh, and the Lord Jesus, in his speaking especially, testified not only of himself, but of the Father uh, and the Spirit, uh, who not only carried men along to speak from God uh, and to uh, record in Scripture the very words of God, but who is also the one who attends all true speaking uh, about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all true speaking and explaining of God's word to give us uh, a right view of the Father, a right view of the Son, a right view of himself, the Spirit, a right view of creation, and a right view of ourselves and of sin and of righteousness. Uh, And so the Holy Spirit being a great witness. Uh, And then... The Lord has given us the privilege of being in situations where we uh, have observed uh, or we know and we have a duty in whatever situation it is uh, to speak that which we have learned from God, from his world, and especially from his word. Uh, And so witness bearing is a great duty, is a sacred duty, uh, because it's one of the ways in which 
uh, we honor God. And that's not just witness bearing in judicial situations, although it is that as well. Uh, when we are in witness bearing in a judicial situation, we're especially imitating the Lord Jesus. Because on the last day, there are not witnesses, and there are not lawyers, and there are not judges, plural, and there is no jury. Because the Lord Jesus is the one uh, who is all of those things. Uh, and so when we have a duty in a court situation, whether we are the one who is giving testimony or the one who is prosecuting the case, or if the Lord should give any of our sons to become judges or any of us to sit on a jury, uh, we are doing something in the giving and receiving of testimony uh, that imitates an office that ultimately belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is a place where the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man and the maintaining and promoting of our own and our neighbor's good name uh, is especially focused and especially uh, important in witness bearing. So what is required of the ninth commandment? The ninth commandment requireth the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness bearing.